What is up? What is good? How you living? How you feeling? How you doing? I am still in an Airbnb in Atlanta, but my next three guests, as soon as you look at where they are, it's going to feel just at home. Why? Because it's the best goddamn fantasy podcast that's ever existed. It's a true community, foot clan, and armpit-wearing lovers. It's the fantasy footballers. I didn't know what that last thing meant, but we keep going. <laughs> On the left, the dynamic oh. daredevil that is Mike Wright walking a Phoenix Suns hat. Get you ready for, for Chris Paul. In the middle... A man whose glasses can fog up like the windows in that scene of the Titanic in the car where they're making love. To my love maker, Jason Moore. (laughs) And to the right. Oh, oh, no. No matter what show he goes on, it's sort of like that scene where the pirate looks at Tom Hanks and says, I'm the captain now. (laughs) Because Andy Holloway's just got that gene. And his son's really good at flag football. It's the fantasy footballer. Oh, yes. What's up, Lefko? Happy to be on. How y'all living? Oh, living our best life. We're doing good. Chris Chris Paul's taking us on into the future. We're living great out here in Phoenix. Yeah, I was going to say, like, are you full? Like, you go to Dan Marley's bar and, like, getting into it? What are we doing? It's been a long time, Adam. It's been a long time since we got to enjoy enjoy this. And, um, man, is Chris Paul good. He is so incredibly good and fun to watch, and we've got a chance. It's it's just fun to have basketball exist again in the Valley. Yes. And I know that, like, you know, you, oh, Fairweather fans, you know, you should stick through the crap. It was too crappy. It was, like, it was the, too long. It was too long, too crappy. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun to uh, be back into basketball. I just, like, I feel like sports in your area is going through this all like you got Kyler Murray, you're signing JJ Watt, you know, you're drafting like the most explosive wide receiver at that position. Like it's just, and then you have the Phoenix Suns where like I agree. Look, I was a Sixers fan. We openly tanked, but we hit a floor and then bounced up. And I feel like you guys were hiring like foreign coaches that no one knew and like passing up on Luca. Like, I don't know. It's exciting, Mike. We have a great coach. Monty Williams is amazing. Yes. And yeah, we spent, is. you know, when we grew up, the Suns were everything out here. And it was like we had the 20 plus seasons making the playoffs, Kevin Johnson era. Mm. And then you just go into this Robert Sarver death spiral oh, of gracious. pain. And uh, so, yeah, Mike's been Mike's been rocking Suns caps proudly really? for a few weeks here. Now, yeah, so. man. I, well, you had to get back in. Yeah. You had to get back in because we were all diehards and then we were just. Just we dying. Just dead. There, were, there was a, there was a part of my life that was gone. So yeah. it is very exciting to finally, finally be back in. How did you guys love Barkley back in the oh, day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, we were we were growing up with Barkley begging us not to be, you know, him not He's to not be the, yeah. our role model. And we're like, yeah, that's my role model. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Man, he was so popular back then. Plus, he's oh, like yeah. dropping 50, like 60 in the playoffs and shit. Like, so he good. owned the town. He owned it. It was awesome. Uh, he's He still lives there. You know what I mean? Like, he he's only going to go a place where he's loved. So I love that. Um, okay. So are we in like dynasty mode right now? Is that what everyone's doing in the fantasy world? A little bit. I mean, we stay pretty redraft centric on the show, but I mean, funny enough, we are we are launching our first ever Dynasty Week Ooh. on the podcast. We've been talking. We we finished up our rookie drafts uh, last week or so. So yeah, I mean, it, it's rookie fever. That's for sure. Is 
Is there like the one, who's the one rookie this year that is the most coveted? Is it Najee? It is it to is. the two yes. of us for sure. Okay. We're, we're both madly in love with Najee. We loved him. And each other. Uh, yes. And each yeah. other. I mean, we've, you know, long time, we hold hands and we just, we skip. Just yell, Najee! And, Najee! <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, we loved his tape. We loved his film. I think the landing spot is. You're not concerned about that as, O-line? Oh, nope. I am. I am. I I'm am not. concerned. I don't. I don't think he's got the ability to be a top five back uh, in fantasy. He's get because, them carries though. But exactly, he's going to get all the carries. He's going to get the targets from Big Ben. And when you got that kind of volume, he's going to be great. I, I do think the O line is a serious issue. Yeah, Mike. I don't why expect worry about the O line because of the volume. the The volume will be there. Like it's. I, I agree that it's a problem for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Najee. Like somehow, you know being the number one overall fantasy running yeah. back, he would need some help there. But the vo he, you will overcome bad offensive line play with the talent that he brings, the skills, the three-down skill set. Uh, like, I brought up I brought up like the Lev Bell Jets year. Like if sure, you have a no level doubt. of volume, you're probably going to end up 12 to 15 in the running back but, range, even if you're inefficient. But that Le'Veon Bell was we, not. This, we didn't. We right. didn't realize it at the time because we hadn't seen him in an over in over a year because he held out. But that Lev Bell was already toasted. He was already done. So you now you're getting Najee Harris, who's yeah. He, I guess he's a little bit older coming into the league for a, a rookie running back. Yeah, but he's fresh and he's ready to go. So I I am I am 100 percent in with who, Mr. Who, Harris. Andy. Who's your top guy? I I think Najee's the most coveted. I agree yeah. with that statement. I think. Um, He's just a little more hesitant than we are. Yeah, I just uh, – the offensive line and the fact that I think, uh, you know, when everybody rallies around one player, I try to look at and see, you know, I think ETN has mm -hmm. a great opportunity in Jacksonville. And the reaction, you know, it was so negative because everyone out here believes James Robinson deserves his due, right? It's like the Philip Lindsay year that, you know, Jason, you brought oh. that up before, where – uh, but new new coaching staff uh, wants a pass catching running back to be out there. He wants speed. He wants speed, and he's been great for his his running backs in his uh, collegiate days. So you know it's funny. I'm not even worried about James Robinson. I'm worried about Carlos fucking Hyde because <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, okay. I mean, played for Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. he got drafted by Trent Baalke. He thinks he can catch. Like it's it's the it's the it's bizarro Najee. I think the touches are going to be more valuable. I think he could have five to six catches a game. It kind of gives me DeAndre Swift vibes, though, from last year, where it's like, hey, Carrion's not the guy, but you're not going to realize it until week nine. And then at that point, it's like, what, what did we waste all this time for? Like, he was the guy all along. That is the challenge with rookie running backs is, I mean, last year, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, they hit waiver oh. wires throughout the year because yeah. of just like fatigue you know you draft them you don't see the potential you need a roster spot jk you, dobbins jk dobbins you rotate no back doubt. to them later in the year but it, it's been one of the tips we've brought up is like sometimes you have to wait even miles sanders rookie season it was like come on when, when is it coming when is it coming when because the teams unfortunately adam they don't Focus oh, on fantasy football the selfish. way that we do. So selfish. Big problem. And that's why Frank Gore can be somebody's favorite <laughs> running back for year after year is 
there's there's other things. There's the intangible factors of yes. picking up that blitz or or just being, you know, an intelligent mind in the huddle. And these things are going to factor in. And like you said, they brought in Carlos side, right? They cho- it was an Urban Meyer choice. James mm. Robinson wasn't. He he can be like, yeah, this was a great he's going to be a center of our running back room and then his evidence is picking up Hyde and ETN and then you're sitting sitting there shaking your head going, "Well, is the James Robinson era already over?" Want to know my top running back? Sure. So my Carter? brother What's up? Is it Michael Carter? It is Michael Carter. Yeah. Because so my brother had a dynasty draft. And so a lot of my family only talks to me when they have to like pick their bracket (laughs) or like draft fantasy. And I'm like, oh, this is great. We're connecting. Um, But he hit me up and I had he had the seventh pick. He traded back and picked up two picks. And I was like, I would go waddle at seven if he last and he did. And then pick up Michael Carter at the top of the second because I don't know if you guys did, but when I watch clips of Makai Becton, I see Jonathan Ogden and I'm just like, he just tossed motherfuckers all season long. And now you move up and get Elijah Vera Tucker at guard there. And I'm just, you have a a run pass, a run game coordinator that you just stole from Kyle Shanahan, who's like the up and coming guy. You have a head coach that was just with Kyle Shanahan. That's all about the run. And who else is on the roster? Like, I, I don't know, man. I get really excited about Michael Carter, just mainly because of the left side of that offensive line. Yeah, when Connor brought up who's your kind of later round value, that name came up because it just mm-hmm. jumps out as, you know, what is it? Talent and opportunity, great offensive line, maybe a rebuilt team under the new head coach. There's definitely potential there for first year value. Yes. Which, depending on how you're drafting, you know, if you're drafting and you have a view to competing this year, you might get two birds with Michael Carter. Yeah, the where where it's tough, I think for for Carter. I mean, number one, he's a fourth round pick. I know it's the beginning of the fourth round pick of the fourth round, but it's still a day three pick. And we know probability wise, yes. just looking at at rookies that hit from that area, it's very 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 low. Uh, and if he if look if this is a Shanahan system, you're going to see multiple running backs. And I mean, True. who's there like? I, Tevin I Coleman personally, is really the I guy. think, and I think P Ryan can play. Mm. I, I do think that Lamichael P Ryan can play. He was also for yeah. Jason shakes his head. Yeah, because he can't. I mean, he can play slow. That's that's still playing. Well, Michael Carter is not a burner by any means. See, I, I they could have a foot race, and, and then we'll jump in there and beat him. Michael Michael Carter would smoke P Ryan in a foot race. I was saying Carter Carter is slow, and Carter is small. So yeah. the, those two things, and a fourth round pick, the opportunity is one hundred percent there that he could come in and be a day one, could end up being the day one starter. But he, it, too much of us are talking about Michael mm. Carter. Like he went, I, did he go at the back of the, our first round? And oh. he either went there I'll or at the up. very, very beginning of the second, where like these uh, Terrace Marshall, like elite second round wide receivers are getting drafted behind Michael Carter, mostly because the running back group is brutal. When, like you can get Trey That's what Sermon. I'm saying. You gotta get the running backs because the wide res- it was a yes. very deep wide receiver draft. Yes, and that's I, and I am so just I'm punting. I'm punting the running back. If you don't get mm. one of the big three guys, like I'm okay with Trey and Sermon. And so Javante Williams is in your big three. Yes, yes, he is. So, in, a, in a dynasty in league, dynasty, I yes. mean, it, he's not going to be great this season, and sometimes yeah. you've got to hold on to a guy. But in a dynasty league, you know, Melvin Gordon is uh, an unrestricted free agent next year. He's, he's not going to be back on the team. And they traded up to grab him 
So they're exactly. investing in their future, yeah. and you're, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers as as your quarterback. So it's, you know, it's a lot of a lot of reasons to like. Yeah, uh, how are you guys handling the Aaron Rodgers rumors when it comes to like if you're doing drafts right now? You know what I mean? Like processing the fact that like Devontae Adams can be playing with Jordan Love, uh, but then yeah. also Jerry Judy might become Devontae Adams next year. You I know? yeah, I I am very ex- I. I think I tweeted earlier this morning, very excited about Judy in a dynasty league with his age potential. It was atrocious to watch uh, him get separation, but then, you know, not oh. be able to connect with Drew Locke. It's just pain. But I really think he's a like no risk dynasty buy right now because yes, Judy. Yeah. Judy. I, I think maybe you end up with Aaron Rodgers there. You know, I don't know what the odds of that actually happening are. But if it did, it's a home run. And if you don't, you have time. They'll find a quarterback that's not named Drew Locke at some point in time. And I just Teddy's think that, accurate enough to take advantage of slants yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and he works the intermediate ten to yeah. nineteen area of yeah, the field, and then lives. you let the burners go. So yeah, KJ Hamler is not going to be catching many deep balls, but Judy right. across the middle is great. Yeah, and so it was hard, you know, at times to watch what took place there. But I think he has so much upside in that offense that uh, you know I know Jason. Uh, he moved on from Devontae did. Adams. Yeah, I, what do you I, mean? I, I shipped him off. Uh, he was, uh, you know, I, I was the Devontae manager in our league, and I was looking to see if I could capitalize and trade. I was able to flip him for uh, a little package around it, but Zeke and a pick. Um, Look, and so I, I, I got out because I don't think a first Aaron rounder Rogers, next year, I think. Yes, uh, oh Zeke gosh. and a first rounder. Um, I don't Wait, think do you guys that, agree that he won that trade? That's a good they, question. We haven't talked. I don't about know it. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers is I back. Mean, it's a very simple binary if situation where if Rodgers is back with yeah. Green Bay, then Adams is the he traded the best wide receiver in the game for a running back that might not have a lot of time left, and a first rounder that you know, no matter how much much research you do, there's a bust rate in that first round in dynasty totally. leagues. So um, it all comes down to the gamble yeah. of that of that. Rodgers situation. 100%. 100%. So that shows you where I am. I I don't believe Rodgers will be the quarterback this year, but I don't have any super inside knowledge outside of what everybody else knows, uh, what what the beat reporters are saying, what local people are saying, um, and, and even some local people from some of the other teams that are involved in the trade rumors. You know, you, That's why I, I joke that uh, you know Judy and, and Sutton would have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback because the people in Denver seem – still sure that they're going to get that deal done it does seem like it do you think it's just like overconfidence from the fact that they were the team that got peyton manning back in the day and they're like we've done this before <laughs> well look if you're that team that did it and won a championship yeah. you're like we'll do whatever it takes we've we've watched this movie before it was awesome it's yeah. also a way to rationalize not picking justin fields in the yeah. first round uh, when you had the opportunity to do so you got to believe that your team has a bigger plan than just passing on a potential franchise mm. quarterback yeah, they went the opposite. They were like, quarterback? No, no, no. We're going cornerback. Yeah, and it you was misheard like, us. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, what, so in there, there was a lot of wide receivers that I think were very talented that went to some interesting spots. There's also, though, a few where I'm like, sure, there are spark plugs, but like, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think of Kadarius Tony. I think of the guy at your team, Rondale Moore. Um, but I'm excited about those players and I don't know what to do to me. They kind of feel like a voids, but I, cause I just don't know what's going to happen with AJ green too. Like there's just a lot of questions. 
they're both going to help their NFL franchises a lot more than your fantasy team. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of mouths to feed. There there's small diminutive players that aren't going to most likely have a large target volume. I do know that Kyler was, you know, Kyler was helping to uh, recruit some of these wide receivers, and he gave mm. the tape, and he loved Rondale. Um, so that's that's helpful. That's that's good to know. The, the truth is, for me, like when I was scouting Rondale Moore, and and I read back what I wrote down. I'm like, I love this guy. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's got to go to a place that's going to use him the right way. And as local fans here, we're not believers in Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's really, yeah, he's, I, I, I don't think he is a great offensive mind and I don't trust that he's going to be able to get the most out of Rondale. So that, that's, that's a shame. And there were a lot of, did he recruit him by showing him Andy Isabella tape? And then that just got them. <laughs> that's, to draft Rondale so that more? was my question is, are you guys ready to just officially say goodbye to Andy Isabella. Yeah, oh, yeah. farewell. It was Isabella. a fun run, you know? <laughs> yeah, those Jets You didn't mean a single run, those, right? Like a single play? The well, Jets yeah. think about, awesome. Yeah, how I'm just fast thinking about, Andy it was Isabella just really, is at it was, running. It was just really fun to go, a white guy that ran a 4-3 at a UMass? Like, it was just fun to say that. Now, what happened afterwards was nothing, but it was fun yeah, to he, think about it. He was our uh, DeAndre Ayton to the uh, DK Metcalf-Luka uh, Doncic situation yeah. in that draft, so... Uh, that one burns, but play. but much like the Rosen uh, decision, you're talking you move to on. Eagles who drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside. So yeah, now, yeah, please yeah. hold your applause. The uh, what I will say um, is where he will go. Like it's it, Andy Isabella is probably gone, and it will take some time. But Rondale Moore is going to take Christian Kirk's spot in the offense. I think he'll go into the slot. We'll I think always that green, have that. We'll always have that Thursday game against the Cowboys, guys. Yes, right. Christian yes, Kirk. we will. But but Green. And Hopkins will be on the outside, and the true a true air raid system. It will it can be very productive for the slot wide receivers. And what Jason's talking about is of our lack of faith with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Looking at, at the like the next gen stats, look at what Hopkins is doing. Uh, I think it was Andy coined the term, but he uh, he wasn't running a route tree. He was running a route bush, and because he just has them like filter out to the left a little bit and stay very yeah. very close to the line of scrimmage. But it could turn into fantasy value for Rondale Moore, uh, just just due to the routes that that Cliff, for some reason, draws wow, up. Y'all are really down on Cliff. What? I, yes. Yeah, I think I think it's a. Don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell <laughs> Cliff. Well, we're going to be our our biggest critics too, because Kyler, you know, between Kyler and Cliff, there were a lot of mental mistakes from both of them. Oh, it's why they struggled in the red zone. It's why they struggled in in kind of high intense situations where like you know clock management and some play calling snafus that make you scratch yeah. your head and say boy there was that is a lot too, of too times rookie. where that play calling that that play clock was getting Awful. right to one and i was i went into the year saying after five weeks kyler murray is going to be the favorite for mvp because like that's the expectations that i had and you guys had like easy matchups in the first four weeks but as i watched him play the mistakes the inhibit the 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 knocking down of balls uh, his, I love the way that he protects himself, but the loss of a yard or two here and there with the early slide or the going out of bounds, I just, there, there was a lot of times where I was like, I need a little bit more Lamar. I need a little bit more Russ. I need a little bit more risk taking. And I, I really hope out of all the signings, not James Conner, not AJ green, Rodney Hudson's the guy oh, where I'm yeah. like, maybe yeah. if he's got big bro, at center 
that can kind of communicate with him. Maybe that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what oh, I'm yeah. hoping for. But like, I don't think people talk enough about the fact that that year two bump that was supposed to happen with Kyler Murray really didn't happen. And it was really disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you saw flashes. That's what you've seen from both Cliff and I mean, they've been like, you know, one of the leading scoring teams for a stretch and then they disappear. So yeah. I think it's a matter of consistency on both their parts. And I hope, I think we hope out here, it comes with experience from both of them. A third, you know, season mm. together, um, solidify the offensive line, protect Kyler. The back half of the year, it's hard to, to kind of hold against Kyler because of the injury. And it, it changed the dynamic of what he was doing. But consistency has been a problem. And it's, mm. it's really his first off season, right? Because rookie year, you're dealing with, you know, the draft and preparing for all of that. This last year was obviously the COVID. And now this is his first off season going like complete control and, and having a program to be a part of. So I, you know, hopefully he takes that leap that we saw Josh Allen take this last year, uh, even further forward. I, I think he can mm. because, Oh man, I'm shaking my head. Yes, when you're describing all of the the little things that Kyler, I mean, you yeah. you're just a hundred percent right. The, throw the ball away there, Kyler. Yeah. Don't but, run out of bounds. But rookie, yes. oh Kyler. yeah, what, dude, there is nothing worse than the four yard loss when all you have to do is just, just throw fucking the, throw just it. Throw the ball four <laughs> yards. Just just get. Why are you going out of bounds? Yeah, but rookie Kyler made so many worse mistakes. Mm. 20 yard sack after 20 yard sack. And he mm. got rid of that. So I do think he'll improve this year. Yeah. I, uh, I just, cause look, I, I bought a lot of his cards. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was like, this <laughs> is going to be great. The money. Well, it's the same thing is if you really like somebody, why not invest in them? If you're in a dynasty league and you really believe in somebody go for them, it'll make it more fun. And so yep. cards is just a vehicle of me investing in my sports takes, you know, like I went hard on Dame Lillard a year ago and it worked out great. And so it's, uh, and every year, every year you have a different Eagles wide receiver to buy a bunch of cards from. <laughs> mm -hmm. So where, where, where are you guys on that? I, I said, uh, earlier, uh, today that the fact that Gettleman is pissed is making me love it so much more <laughs> because I've never, I haven't been on this side of it now for a few years. We talked about our thing, a white side DK, Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. It's never been the situation where we get Devontae Smith and then the other team's like, damn it. But does, it, does making Gettleman mad scare you though? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love Devontae I Smith. I think that the, I think Gettleman's I had do. two two good drafts in a row. Like I think it's re, I think that a lot of us like tech savvy young guys want to make fun of Gettleman, but like he's kind and, of yeah. fucking killed it. Uh, he deserves to be made fun of. How do you how do you not possibly think mm. that a team is gonna leap just just try and move up two spots. A team that needs a wide receiver. I know. And a Heisman winning wide receiver is dropping in the draft. And he's just sitting there. But then he like, made the right move. It, what, what, what? Trading, trading back. back trading, once he traded back, back and got yes. the same guy, that was, that was like the reaction that was smart. The, but the trade back guy. was. The trade back. Are was you great. saying Kadarius Tony is as good as Devontae Smith? I'll no, the that. same guy that they wanted at that pick, they were able to trade back and still get him. Obviously, they wanted Smith first. But once they didn't have Smith, they didn't he at least had the wherewithal Kadarius to go Tony. back. They didn't want Kadarius Tony. They wanted Devontae Smith, and they're right. not no the doubt. same guy. Devon Kadarius Tony's done it for a season, and he's more of a running back than he is a wide receiver. Devontae no, Smith like won the yeah. fucking Heisman. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they're. I mean, one of one of these guys, like literally, they're they're the opposite to me because coming yeah. into draft season, Devontae Smith was my favorite wide receiver by a wide margin. I liked him way more than uh, Jamar Chase personally, and and Kadarius Tony was a guy who was like off my board. Like I didn't, I I don't like him for fantasy going forward. I I don't expect him to ever. He already be, he he gives me like Lavisca Chenault vibes. Oh, and you're out on Chenault? I would love to get LaVisca Chenault vibes. I'm not vibes out on Chenault, but it's what you guys said about Rondale Moore. You got to have an OC that knows what to do. Because when Cordaro Patterson was on the Vikings and they tried to make him a wide receiver, we went through years of going, this guy's not a good wide receiver. But then when you start using him like the Patriots did or Chicago kind of did and you're mixing them around, I don't like. If he runs for a 50-yard touchdown, he's good in fantasy. But I feel like he's one of those guys that gives you like four carries, three catches, and you're crossing your finger that he breaks one. That's kind of how yeah. I see him. Yeah, he's a help help the NFL team, but can't count on him in, in fantasy week to week the way that Tavon could occasionally help the Rams early on but couldn't really help your fantasy team. But I think Smith has as good a chance as anybody to be the most productive rookie wide receiver Ooh, from a pure volume shit. and opportunity standpoint. <laughs> because this, well, who do you got? I mean, you've got Jalen Rager and you've got Devonta Smith and Greg, Greg Ward, Woodward. and we're we're sitting around saying, hey, if if Jalen Hurts can take a step forward and they let him throw the football a little bit, at least Smith is going to be that safety valve over and over again. Where um, you may PPR your way to to some some value. Andy? You saw that game that Jalen Hurts played against the Cardinals last year. You yeah, saw that. Yeah. You saw. Come on, I know I if anybody saw it, you did. I, did. I I have people over my house, and I'll go. You got like thirty minutes. You want to watch the <laughs> YouTube of Arizona Philadelphia and see what Jalen Hurts is really capable of? You guys saw it. Le Lefko, I am terrified of two of my takes. Terrified because I'm on record here. Um, as a Jalen Hurts belie uh, believer, I think he's You're good. Dude, me and Jason I, I, really do agree on everything, I, and it's starting to fucking scare I, me. I, I you, actually, you agree with – now, Lefko's a, 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 uh, an no, Eagle a, fan. A known homer. No, trust me. I'm terrified. Not, it's not I'm, even about the Eagles. I just bought some really expensive Jalen Hurts cards when there. I was there one day, and so I'm all – He's an investor. So, <laughs> so I like Jalen Hurts, and then pre-draft, I'm talking up Devontae Smith. Like, he's, he's really great. I don't care about the weight issue. He's a great wide receiver. So now – both of these guys are together, right? And so it should be good if I'm right. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith should be good, and I'm terrified because if it doesn't work out, then it's like a it's a double whammy here on yeah. my takes. Now, after yeah. the, the Arizona game, though, do you throw the Washington game on? I thought he played great <laughs> in the Washington game. I, I did, too. I know I, I want to say, I say this right now, that, that my, my issue with a lot of current football fans is that they're not watching the games. They're not going on YouTube and watching the highlights. They're really pulling up the stats. And for me, I remember that there was a few things in my life that have forever looked at the way that I looked at stats. One of them was OCU Minura getting six sacks on Winston Justice. And he ended the year with 10. And I remember that all offseason, they were like, double-digit sacks. By and I go, he had 60% of them in one game. And it's such a small sample size that to look at stats, I know Jason will probably say this, but when he played against Washington, they pulled him out of that game because they were going to win if he was in the game. I think he had two rushing touchdowns. I think that he was running all over the place. Again, this is an Eagles team that lost Brandon Brooks for the season. Lane Johnson missed seven games. Andre Diller missed the entire season. Isaac Samalo missed seven games. Their starting wide receivers were Greg Ward, 
Like he was the starter. Zach Volgum. Ertz missed a lot of time. Miles Sanders. Oh, Zach missed. Ertz. Zach, Zach, your team got better when Zach Ertz was off the yeah, field. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> Thank I don't you. Want to talk. But like, <laughs> but like, he had nobody out there, and be, and because they pulled him for Nate Sudfeld, we were able to get the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick, which gave us enough draft ammunition to get a first round pick and to go up and get Devonte Smith. So which like, is, it's all great if Jalen Hurts is your guy. And if he ends up being, and the truth is, is what if I'm not, Rogers? I am not necessarily, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every fan, every fan <laughs> of the NFL right now. Oh, can we get Aaron Rodgers? I'm not necessarily out on Jalen Hurts. Well, there's two discussions, right? There's NFL quarterback Jalen Hurts and there's fantasy quarterback. Yeah, because I know fantasy the fantasy community is obsessed with Jalen Hurts. Right yeah, now. I mean, yes. when you can rush for 800 to 1,000 yards as a potential, you know, you're guaranteed productive no matter what your completion percentage yeah. is. But I just don't think we saw enough to I know agree. whether Hertz is the guy forever because, you know, the first game or two, no film on him. Teams don't know how to respond. He had his biggest rushing outputs in those games. Mm. So I just want to see more Jalen Hurts before I put, like, a dynasty stamp on him. That's Agreed. all. Agreed. And and what I, what I would say to you as someone that's been a homer but is – I try to be very realistic. I, I interviewed Adam Grant on this podcast. He wrote a book called Think Again. And so every time that I'm really bullish on something, I step back and I go, how can I be wrong? And my my thing with Jalen Hurts is I think he throws a beautiful deep ball. I think he's legitimately fast. I think four five nine is legitimately fast for the NFL. And I think he's a great leader. But I question his arm strength. I question his accuracy sometimes. And also... This is a brand new coaching staff with a head coach that I'm not really sold on just yet. So I don't, I don't really know, but I got to give credit to the Eagles to have what's likely to be three first round picks in next year's draft. If he's not the guy, now you have an, enough ammunition, whether it's to trade for an active guy or to move up in the draft. I think they've handled it well. But I also think Carson Wentz is going to make the Eagles look really dumb this year. I don't know about you guys, but Ooh. I look at the Colts I look at the Colts and the Browns are the two teams that I look at. I'm like, not enough people are talking about these teams. And Carson can be scary. Yeah, I mean, we love Frank Reich. I mean, he's great. Yeah. He's a great head coach. And if, if you're going to put Carson into a position where he can mentally recover and kind of start fresh with some weapons, with a great offensive line, it's hard to paint a better picture for him than reuniting with Frank Reich. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting season in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's going to be an answer to a question. A lot of times you don't get the answer you're wanting, but like when Lev Bell went to Kansas City last year, we were right. like, we're going to know. Is it is he washed or was mm. or was it Adam Gase? And then he went to the best situation possible and he was washed, couldn't beat Daryl Williams. We're going to know with Carson Wentz. He's in a perfect situation. If, yep. if he's not playing well and and you know they're not winning games is him mm. well i guess I, I last i heard from nick sirianni though isn't it flacco and hertz are competing for the starting job <laughs> all i know is as long as hertz doesn't think that leads to talent takeover you know so that's you know that's the nick sirianni quote so oh it's my gosh less thinking okay. equals talent takeover <laughs> and um, you're not sold on him <laughs> but you know you know i would the one thing I would say about Carson's mental state is Frank being there is huge. Um, but there is a therapist and his name is Quentin Nelson. And when that <laughs> yeah. guy's on your team, a lot of your fears just go away because this right. dude's out here just taking people's heads off. And you're like, I don't have to worry about this. 
they sign Eric Fisher. It could be big. Uh, so I have a different question for you guys. I'm getting married as we record this in about 12 days. All right. Oh, congratulations. And so if we can go around the room, uh, I would love some sage marital advice Ooh. if you have any i don't care about the wedding i'm gonna handle the wedding nobody gonna tell me shit i'm eating <laughs> pigs in a blanket and dancing my face off like i'm not talking to nobody but marriage stuff i would love very nice Who- I, I can jump in you go <clears throat> uh don't sweat the small stuff like mm. when you're when you're in close quarters small <laughs> stuff starts to build upon itself only if you let it. You can make an active decision of I mean you can kind of say like pick your battles, but mm. I'm saying you got to you 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 will both have irritants on each other because we're humans. We all irritate each other in one way or another. You just got to rise above it and be like this mm. this crap does not matter. Mm. I'm not going to factor this into other decisions and or arguments that we are going to have together. You can't let just small crap build so that this there is a giant tower of of resentment over it, of something that's not actually part of. I'd like to ask a follow up question, Mike. Would you yes. recommend saying this doesn't matter when it's an issue that they brought up? Because I think that's a that's that's a. I wouldn't say it then. No, no. I'm saying this is all this is all the self talk. <laughs> gotcha. Internal, okay. Internal dialogue. <laughs> you don't you don't say this doesn't matter. You tell yourself. You just remind yourself. This, Let it go. This doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to be right here. Okay, good. But I needed that but, clarification because that would yeah. have been external. And oh, no. I, not anymore. No, no, then you okay. won't have more problems, <laughs> honey. This doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Here's here's my piece of advice. Never become roommates. You got to keep that passion alive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Ooh, try to try, tell to, try to you know try to keep that romance yeah. hot. It's gonna be easy at first, but look, we're 16 years into marriage. Don't fall into the trap of just being roommates. You know, try follow to up grow. question. What are Jason Moore's tips and tricks oh. to keeping the romance alive? Love dinners. All right, love, sure. Love dinners. <laughs> yeah. We cook together. Um, we Ooh, go to bed at the same awesome. time. 95 percent of the time, I think that's helpful uh, because yeah, I mean, you know, you. <laughs> You got to go know, no, if you, you don't know. know. Now you know. Um, wow. I like I'm on an episode of Cribs and this is that's, where magic happens. That's a real good that's a real good tip. Um and make sure you Nothing take, can happen if only one of you's yeah. in the bed. Yeah. Always keep dating. Always keep dating. Go yeah, out yeah, on yeah. dates. Mm. Okay. Yeah, good. I I I kind of mine's a little bit like Mike's, but I remember being a really young man before I was getting married. And uh, we're all married almost the same, yeah. like year 15, 15 this year. Yeah. I just assume that you've all been married together and lived nearly the same lives for like the we last have. 15 years. We we're mirrors. <laughs> we have a compound now. We're the, uh, so. the alternating universes. Yes. We're just barely variants. Um, but I remember seeing bad marriages as a kid and going, mm. how could I ever get to that point? Like, how does that marriage exist? And then now being married 15 years, I know what happens. And it's like you get slightly off. And then you repeat it for 15 years. So when you have mm. a bad habit, when you're not forgiving your wife and you're, you're holding it for year after year after year, that's when that stuff can, it grows over time. So you're, if you're on the right path for 15 years, you get a lot of good fruit. And you're on the wrong path for 15 mm. years, you get bad fruit. So I think it's just... Uh, it's like steering like, a big ship. Yeah. Yeah. You get it off course, but then you repeat it forever. And it, you and know, it's wild because it's, it's stupid, small, tedious crap. Like, can I have an uh, example, Mike? Because I feel it, like an example that popped into my right head. Now. 
an example that popped into my head. My wife brushes her teeth in the shower. Okay? So frequently. So a psychopath. Frequently, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's, we got some issues. Uh, so frequently. You got a fight coming up? Like, what? Frequently, I'll go to brush my teeth. And the toothpaste isn't there. Mm. And oh, look, that's no. that sounds well. It sounds small, but when you <laughs> like when you get to that point, or I'm saying like when you go to brush your teeth and something has already triggered you, yeah. Now it's just now it's now it's another paper cut. You're like, I gotta go get the stupid toothpaste. And it's, again, it's dumb. Does it's dumb. the toothpaste and, and you, ever have hair on it? Uh, no, but the shower wall definitely often has oh, hair on that's... it. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, you know the hair <laughs> that's monster. That's its own thing. Uh, but, but, but check this out. Just buy a second thing yeah, of toothpaste, second, yeah, you could do and that. Then, then the problem goes away. So Until they both end up in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I just prefer I using the whitening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah. That's so exciting. Thanks. 12 that... days away. Wow. It's right around the corner, man. It's happening. It's awesome. It's awesome. Can't believe it. Thank you for the advice. Uh, now, another follow-up, because Mike said things that annoy you. Uh, let's get real honest here, guys. Let's go around one more time. Mike, what's one thing from the footballers that's been annoying you lately that you'd really like to get off your chest? A take, uh, oh, an idiosyncrasy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a noise that they make when they eat. Where would you like to start, Mike? Uh, Jason Moore <laughs> refuses, refuses to get on board with our new tight end overlord and savior of the position, Kyle Pitts. My man over here just keeps tossing shade after shade. I mean, he's, he's got his, his own store full of shades blocking out Kyle Pitts mm. and just accepting it and let it wash over him that Pitts is about to dominate for years and years and years. Uh, yeah, I mean, to defend myself and my honor here, uh, I love Kyle Pitts. I think he is no, you great. Don't. I think people are a little insane with the reality that that there's no that there's there is a zero percent chance that he disappoints, and that is not the truth. This is the NFL. Every first round rookie drafted since Greg Olson has been a disappointment, and that's not to say Kyle Pitts will. It's just to say he can. Mm. It is not a guarantee. Although He's a big Hayden Hurst guy. Left, left. Guard. I was going to say part of Jason's <laughs> usual <laughs> argument involves the name Hayden Hurst coming up, right? Yeah, so that's that's what I mean. They did trade a lot of draft capital for him. That's yeah, just, they did. The, the Hayden Hurst argument is redraft. That is redraft <laughs> focus. Long term, we're going to be. Fine. But Hayden and Hurst Julio's will be. Hayden Hurst will be one of the most despised players in the NFL last year or next year, simply from Kyle Pitts drafters when he yes. catches that red zone touchdown. It's he, gonna, he just stands in the way of Kyle. And then Pitts. when and yes. then when and then when Lee Smith catches a touchdown, oh Falcon, oh, no. oh it's going to be even worse. It's All bets be- are off. That's like leaving the toothpaste <laughs> in the shower right there. <laughs> uh, my Jason, pet peeve yeah, right please. now for the footballers is our. Uh, gigantic Mondo 700 tab uh, document that we use to stat out all of these Mm. players. We are in the midst of building the stats for every single team, every single player for the ultimate draft kit. And it takes me about 10 to 700 times longer than it takes these guys. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a learning disability. (laughs) Um, When I sit in front of this sheet and I'm doing all the research and I'm statting these guys out, I'm like, all right, I feel really, really good with that player I just statted. And I look over and Andy's finished with that team. And I'm like, what? How did you you do this? Um, So that's a a fun part of every year. That's a month-long pet peeve. It's it's basically Mm. when when the NFL draft ends – 
and then the uh, we we launched the the Ultimate Draft Guide on June first. So that it has to be done. And uh, it takes me forever. So that's my current. <laughs> Before Andy goes, I just want to hear some sunshine in the darkness through your very slow starting out process. Did anyone surprise you that you went, oh, I actually that that's that's uplifting. Um, so not he's not only yet. done two players. left. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the he's other just thing. getting started. The, the reason that this came up as my real pet peeve right now, when I'm thinking like, what is really bothering me? It's that I've got to get to it more. Because I just moved. I'm li literally like three oh. days ago just moved. So I'm in the middle of unboxing my house and, and trying to like stats. find life. And I'm trying to make time over here. So right <laughs> now, as far as players that have surprised me, it's how few are statted. <laughs> That's the big surprise right now. That would have that been my guess then for Andy's is that Jason keeps talking about the move. Is it a lot? Is he talking about the move a lot? People talk about their moves all the time. Oh, yeah, the pictures. He's got big big pictures coming in i my pet peeve that has become a meme on the show now thankfully is that mike or not mike jason used to defend a lot of his arguments with the fact oh. a player was drafted to be great that's what his quote was <laughs> drafted and i was always thinking in my head they're all drafted to be great what are they doing they're all being drafted to be superstars but now that has become a t-shirt and uh he actually catches himself every time he says it. Yeah, who laughs, were the players great. that he was using it for? Sammy the... Watkins, drafted to be great. <laughs> or or Eric pick. Ebron. You know, drafted he was a, he was to a top great. 10 draft pick. He was drafted to be great, which is, I don't know, Kyle Pitts. Uh, oh, stop. Drafted wow. to be great. See what I'm dealing with over here? Yeah. Eric Ebron comps to Kyle Pitts. Get People out of here. He loved Ebron his rookie season. He was going to be the next great tight end. Evan Ingram was going to be the next great pass. Jalen yeah. Rager, drafted to be great. Yeah, he was. Mike, I, I'll be honest. I went through a stage during the draft process where I was a Kyle Pitts truther where it was just I couldn't watch TV where they were like, it's like getting a tight end and a receiver. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not though. Like, it's, it's not that at all. Like, my issue, I'll just say that my issue with Kyle Pitts in real life football is like Everyone just didn't talk about the fact that he doesn't block a lot. Like, right. it's just not talked about. Like, they're just like the Travis Kelsey part. and George Kittle. And like, the reason Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are so valuable is they're like having a sixth offensive lineman and a receiver on the field. Sure. But you, like, know who never, you know who didn't block? Jimmy Darren, Graham. Mm, true. Darren Waller. <laughs> you know, like, and I get yeah. it. I'm just talking about football players. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about fantasy at this point. Um, but I will say that. It is Kyle Pitts does fail the there's not enough people talking about his downside. And I think we're getting a little bit swept up in infinite possibilities. Like I definitely had that. But oh, fantasy football. Yeah, it 100 <laughs> percent. That's what happens, right? I mean, we see we're undefeated right now. It all looks. Good. Oh, we I, so Ingber and I were talking about this on the last pod that the best time to cross our worlds to sell your football cards is when fantasy football teams are being drafted because the hype is so high that like you're sitting there and you're like, I know Daniel Jones is my quarterback, but did you see the weapons they got? Like you can make the argument for anybody. 100%. Nobody, 100%. nobody is realistic about their fantasy team after they draft. Oh, it's a season of yeah. hope. I mean, I mean you heard LaMichael P. Ryan over here. He's ready to go for his dynasty yeah. team. That's right. Sell your cards if they printed any. <laughs> it, it, a, a card question. Sure. Are the car is the the selling period like right before the season, so the draft period is it better then or is it better 
at the end of the season when the players have come through? So it depends. Like last year, perfect example. Kyler Murray's cards, even after those first four or five weeks, they were dropping down. His peak was right before the season. And because didn't really have a playoff run, nothing there, it just kind of went there and flattened out. Josh Allen, man, if okay. you can find the two or three guys that are going to truly exceed expectations and truly make an MVP run, those, in my opinions, are the only ones whose value you actually want at the end of the year. I think that for the first time in a long time, NFL cards are catching up to NBA cards. And I'm not talking about individual players. I'm talking about the selling of the boxes. And I think the huge reason why is Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was pacing the football market for the last few years. But with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and people realizing that he has seven rings and it, 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 it makes sense that his rookie card should be selling for $200,000. Like there was a lot of people that were looking at Mahomes and they were like, I get it. Endless possibilities. What if he gets hurt? You know, it's a little bit like how we talk about Luca. We get it. He could, but what if, but like, what if he never wins? But now with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, it's created this like gravitational pull where Brady's at the top now mm. and it justifies a lot of the other pricing. But I'll always say focus on quarterbacks if you're going to get into cards because they're just like, just like the NFL and how they treat contracts. They're really the only ones that matter, but wide receivers are finally getting up there. But in the last few years, you just, you do not buy running back cards. You oh, mentioned yeah. Le'Veon Bell. You mentioned Melvin Gordon, James Connor. You know what I mean? Like say, like it's, there's too much turnover that it's never worth it. But if you get like a Julio, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Wide receivers can last for a long time. So that was you your sports a, card minute. You buying a bunch of Baker cards? You calling your shot? I I bought a Baker card before the last season, and I was happy about it. But I'm, I I got a lot of hope for the Browns. That O-line, those wide receivers coming back, Nick Chubb. How many games did Nick Chubb miss last year? Uh, four, I believe. Four, yeah. Felt like um, 40. The defense? <laughs> the defense is looks yeah. great. The fact that they were... Uh, you know, th their in schedule, third. they, they were, were third last year in the division. So their schedule is going to be great this year. You're right. Oh, you're yeah. right. Um, all right. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Do you want to do left impressions really quick? Ooh. Do you want to know what Shaq is like? We can talk. We just, we'll wrap it up. Does what? Shaq do a left impression oh. or does left do a Shaq impression? Definitely. Hey, left hey. <laughs> How long, how long into your wedding? 21, uh, 21 <laughs> days. Oh, Yo, Wade, he's like actually excited to get married. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, um, you don't know, bitter Shaq. You don't have any power over making sure the Suns don't end up facing the Lakers in I the know, first round on I accident, know. right? Can you make sure that that doesn't happen? Because we, I think actually though, Phoenix has a little bit of control over this because I think that they play the Blazers and a few other teams like in their final few games, and the Blazers are at that six seed. Yeah, and they so, need to. Uh, Take care. Let, they got to take win. care of them. No, no, yeah. they need to beat them and oh, knock them down. Let the Lakers come up a spot. Yeah, and, and right. it is interesting because Schroeder's coming back. LeBron apparently is looking good. AD's averaging thirty nine points the last two games. We um, already know the recipe for the Lakers. Yes. We know what's happening here. Yeah. yeah, I don't want them in the first. Give me some it, playoff. It really pictures. would be tough. I mean, it 
it really is crazy that either Utah's having like an incredible season or you guys make the playoffs for the first time in 10 years and one of you has to face the, <laughs> the Lakers. That's fucking yeah. crazy. That's not fair. That's stupid. <sighs> well, I mean, they would, to be honest, though, they would be in the seventh seed without a play in tournament. Like they would be there anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. care about the playing tournament. We're just, yeah. we're Phoenix Suns. They better get to the sixth we, seed. We know what happens to the Suns in the playoffs, and it's, we get hosed <sighs> Robert by. Robert Horry. We get hosed by something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, suspensions when they came on mm -hmm. the court. I still have the problems with that game. Yeah, the hip check. That, that, oh, man. We're bitter, uh, bitter, bitter Suns fans yeah. from the past. Uh, who was it? Who uh, who was on the Mavericks that made Joe Johnson fall on his face? Oh yeah, uh, when his his ocular bone got broken. I don't remember who it was, but uh, it was another bad break in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I just want to end with uh, one thing. Love Jack Doyle. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hey, podcast man. with no. the fan bowlers, footballers. If me and Mike aren't like Jack Doyle, well, the, the uh, we actually we've got it right here. Uh, th this is you probably don't recognize this guy, but he is a short-lived cartoon from a long time ago. His name is Gigantor, and that mm. is the nickname that we call a Mo Ali Cox. Like we we we've been talking about Mo Ali Cox what feels like for three or four years, and we finally had the one breakout game last year where he went off for over a hundo. Yeah, and look, Mo Ali Cox is kind of set up right now Hold on to a have an actual breakout. Mike Wright, are yes. you telling me? That our union, that our bond over Jack Doyle is just getting thrown out the window for some. He's telling Mo you to get Cox? on board. Yeah, no. Well, dude, you want to get on that Mo Alley Cox bandwagon? You better do it right now. There is plenty of room on Mo Alley Cox's <laughs> yeah, he, back. He's I mean, he's, he's gigantic. <laughs> but what about Jack Doyle? Oh, Jack he's got Doyle. tiny hands. Yeah, he's baby hands. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, Jack Doyle oh. had another solid season. Another, oh, what do you know? Last few weeks, six catches, 60 yards, and maybe a touchdown. Wow. We're a, we're a forward-thinking podcast, and we're, we're not living He's in the past of Jack Doyle anymore. I'm sorry. I'll sometimes oh, no. pick up Jack Doyle and just throw him on the end of my bench. I don't even oh, need him there, but I just Mike. want him on the just, roster. Just for sort of like how the Jaguars are going to use Tim Tebow. You think Tim Tebow's playing tight end? Bullshit. He is speech giver extraordinaire. <laughs> That's all he's going to be there for. Halftime oh. half hype man. Yeah, where are you right. guys drafting Tim Tebow? Nope. No. No. But, no. but, I, but again, I will, I will definitely, you know, you're in a dynasty uh, league where you've got 35 players on the roster and the last few are, are garbage. I mean, that's just good for team morale. You throw him at the end of the bench and there <laughs> yeah. you go. You know, it's, it's Dude, just, they will just get a helpful omen. That's right. What luck for him. Urban Meyer becomes the head coach yeah. as he turns 33. Goodness. Oh, maybe I can get back in the league. Uh, Tim, Tim, did you know you could have switched to tight end and stayed in the league a long time ago? It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. The minor leagues were calling. Yeah. He needed Mike, his time. Jason, Andy, always a pleasure. I'm great. Glad to see you guys are doing well. Jason, I have, confident, I have confidence in you that you will get all the stats uploaded. Mike, I have I have confidence in you uh, that that second bottle of Crest is going to just ease all your pain. Uh, Aquafresh, thank you very much. Excuse me. And Andy, you know what, oh. man? You were drafted to be great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, it was really good seeing you guys. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, Adam fellas. doing Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. Take care, my brother. Yeah, See man. You. Keep kicking ass.